Wow, now that's a big RV. But when's the last time you used it? Just imagine all the room you'll gain when you move that motorhome, RV, or other vehicle getting in the way. WMNF accepts cars, trucks, RVs, and more as a form of support. Plus, donating is easy and the pickup is free. Go to WMNFcar.org for more. Grab your finest leather and lace as WMNF presents its Halloween Ball 2023. Starring Sleeping Pills, Romeo Blue, Offerings, DJ Mike Hendrick, and your host, Nicole Azar. Plus, a special costume contest for all you ghouls and gals. The Haunting takes place on Thursday, October 26th at New World Music Hall, 810 East Skagway Avenue, Tampa. Tickets 18 advance, 20 at the door. Go to WMNF.org for more info. This is Live Music Showcase. We are live in studio with the original Florida man himself, Mr. Selwyn Birchwood. We're going to have a whole lot of fun today hearing some music off of his new album, The Exorcist. And uh, we're going to get into exactly what it is that makes Selwyn tick here at the half during the interview. And as well as uh, I have a couple of uh, Florida man stories to share with you guys that I, I think we can all enjoy uh, collectively. But first... We're going to hear some music. So what's your first song called, man? All right, we're going to do this one. It's called Done Crying. Listen, y'all. One, two, Thank you. 
I'm done crying Birchwood here on Live Music Showcase, Breaking Hearts, Melting Faces. <laughs> Spectacular. What's the next song called? Oh, man, this one is called My Own Worst Enemy. Here we go. Heard of self-love is all I've known. 
Yes. Yeah. 
Live Music Showcase here on WMNF 88.5. We're live in studio with Selwyn Birchwood. My own worst enemy was the name of that song. Killing it, crushing it, playing the Flying V. No one ever expects a Flying V in blues music. I love that. Spectacular. If you want to see everything that's going on right now, you can. All you have to do is go on Facebook and go to WMNF's Live Music Showcase to see the live stream of this episode. That is happening right this moment. You can also listen to this show elsewhere than 88.5 FM. You can listen to it on WMNF.org if you're trying to stream from like work, from your computer, things like that. Uh, and you can also hear this episode and every other episode in podcast form on Spotify or Apple Music. Just search Live Music Showcase. And make sure you follow us too so you get notified every time we release a new episode, which is every Friday. So what's the next song called? We're going to do this one for you. It's called Hopeless Romantic. And I'll let you know that every song you're hearing us play are songs that I've written that are on our brand new album, Exorcist. And uh, I know back home here in Tampa, there's at least one or two people that appreciate musicians that write their own music. So here's this one for you. Romantic. I'm 
Live Music Showcase here on 88.5. We're live in studio with Selwyn Birchwood. Yeah. That microphone is just like, I need to hear a little closer. I need to get a little closer here. That Barry Sax is just sounding too good. That's all there is to it. So we got one more song, and then I think we're going to dig into exactly who Selwyn Birchwood is, where he comes from, and most importantly, where he's going. But first, what's this song called? We're going to do this one for you, and I don't know if uh, I'm going to give you the title track on, on here. I don't know if the talk back is in, in the control room. I'm hearing a little bit of a chorus thing going on, but I'm going to give you this one. At, at the risk of sharing too much. Oh, you can never share too much on this show. At the risk of sharing too much, I'm going to tell you all about the time I was possessed. Once upon a time, whiskey and women had my head spinning. I said, you better go on and call the exorcist. Listen up. Bring me an eagle's claw, some dragon's breath, a monkey paw, and a spider wheel. I got to bring After me, 
Selwyn Birchwood here on Live Music Showcase. Uh, all I can say is, uh, <laughs> In nomine Padre, e Fili, e Spiritu Santo, me culpa. <laughs> That's a killer song, man. I don't know if that was man. a good or a bad curse, man. I think it's something they say in church. I don't know. I've seen it in movies. That's pretty much it. In every Exorcist movie, they say something along those lines. There you go. All that stuff. It's getting into spooky season, too. So, yeah, the queue is filling up in the Netflix for sure. Indeed. It's a good song for, for spooky season, I'd say. So, man. Yeah, man. The video for that is great, too. It's a I lot of fun. I appreciate it, man. I, I made that at my house. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I, I've got two music videos for this album, but I've, I've made, I think that was my fifth music video. And, uh, you know, during COVID, I, I didn't, while we were all in lockdown, I was hell-bent on not, not wasting any time. And I figured that we might not be able to play live ever again. So I was just learning how to do all the technological side of it. And uh, I learned how to do some, some video recording and video editing and stuff. And, and that music video for that song, actually, I had so many problems uh, with the editing software to be able sure. it, it, it was too massive to even bounce so i ended up it was four weeks of fighting with that thing and i, I still wasn't finished with it but i said man good enough and, you know uh, what yeah <laughs> you're like you know what the the gremlins won't let me stop that's uh, right man. this one yeah but i'm really proud of it i mean you should be it's it's one of those fun things where like you played both parts you played the xor c and the exorcist. That's right. That's not the right way to say either of those words. I don't care. I think it's exorcist. Yes, right. Exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the antithesis of exorcist. Uh, yeah. But uh, you did both parts. You were the guy who was possessed, and you were the priest who was uh, doing the exercising. Indeed. Uh, did you do a lot of exercising during COVID? Uh, I did. I, I was also hell bent on not getting COVID fat. There and, you go. Uh, yeah, I mm. think I gained more weight after we got out of lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> what they call it, the COVID ten, I think, or something. I don't know. The man. lockdown ten or something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Selwyn Birchwood, the the station is a huge fan of you <clears throat> and your music. They have been for a long time. Uh, obviously, the the listeners of this show and the listeners of the station. They all they're all pretty familiar with who you are, and I know because I ask them. Uh, you know, like the, it's one of those things where, and I, I actually I have this conversation with musicians pretty frequently, where they say, you know, well, there, there's just no way to really build a following in in Tampa. There's just no way to really do it. And I'm I'm like, just because it's hard doesn't mean it can't be done. And you are one of the few that is from this area. I mean, you're originally from Orlando, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but you were in Tampa for a long time. Yeah, I moved to Tampa about 13 years ago now. Yeah, so you've been here for a while. You are a testament to the fact that it can be done. Yeah. And it can be done for a niche audience, too, because as much as we love blues, we all, we all also know that blues is a bit of a niche genre these days. Yeah. Yeah. I specifically moved to, I've never heard that. And oh. I guess maybe I was able to do it because no one told me that. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, I specifically moved to Tampa because there is support for music here. There's there's people that enjoy going to live shows. You can be, you know, go see some music seven nights a week uh, somewhere. And, uh, you know, this station is a testament to, to the support of the community. So... Um, I'm not sure what they're talking about. You can't. There's definitely a crowd here, man. And they just haven't of, found it. 
That's a lot of music lovers, a lot of, you know, that I, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without the support of the home team in Tampa here. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, if, this, if the station is a testament to anything, it is a testament to the way the community has come together. Because the station couldn't exist without the support of the community that Absolutely. listens to it. <laughs> I mean, you were nice enough to be on the show a few months back during our Pledge Drive episode. You know? Oh, yeah. You didn't have to do that. <laughs> that was amazing. That was such a huge help to our show into the station in general because people were saying for weeks after that how much fun that episode was. Yeah, man. You know? So we're thrilled to have you back on to have a, 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 a proper episode of Live Music Showcase with us here. <laughs> uh, so let's go back a little bit to get to know you. For anyone who is listening who somehow doesn't know who Selwyn Birchwood is, uh, he's, he's a Tampa staple at this point in the blues community especially, <laughs> but in the music community uh, at large. Uh, you got started, and correct me about any of this stuff. This is all stuff that I did my own my own research on. Right. You know how the internet can be. Quiz time. Uh, he actually has five <laughs> legs. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Two uh, legs. Three, actually. No, tail. that's a joke. Uh, but um, three, three and a tail, exactly. Right. Prehensile, though, so, you know. Can do, in front. Can open cans of... <laughs> right. We're, we're on the edge right now. We're on the edge right now. Right. Everyone in the room is laughing. <laughs> if I have to explain to you why, then you're, you're somewhere else. Anyway. <laughs> the name of the father, the son. <laughs> no. Um, but, uh, boy, right off the bat, we just fell right off the rails, didn't we? There I love we it. Go. It was perfect. Um, <laughs> all right. You, were, you became a big blues fan as a teenager. Yeah. You happened to have a neighbor who happened to be kind of a big deal in the blues world. Yeah. That worked out nicely. It, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sonny Rhodes, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, a friend of mine in school, he, he knew I played guitar and I was into blues music. And he, he kept telling me, oh, my neighbor's got a blues band. And I'm like, man, I'm thinking it's a bunch of drunk guys right. in the garage somewhere. And, uh, you know, sometimes they were drunk in their garage, but they also were internationally touring blues musicians. And uh, it took me about six months to get over to actually be able to meet him because Sonny's schedule was like mine. Be gone for three weeks, be home for three days, be gone for two weeks, be go you know, sort of a thing. But I took my guitar when I, I finally got over to meet him and I got about halfway through playing a song and he just said, you know, son, you got a passport? And I'm like, yeah. And he, he stopped me and said, I'm going to take you on the road with me. And I'm, you know, thinking he's blowing smoke. Right. And uh, within three weeks, I was on the road with him. He, he took me all over the U.S. and all over Canada and I played on and off in his band for about four or five years. Uh, and yeah, he showed me what it was to be a touring blues musician, what it was to be a band leader, and, and showed me what was out there. And uh, once I saw that, I said, man, this that's it for me. So you brought, so okay, that's a great point. You brought up about the, the band leader thing. <clears throat> yeah. So he not only like put you on stage in his band, yeah. he like took you under his wing. Yeah. And, yeah. and showed you the ropes, showed you not just like, how to perform on stage, but the business side of it and how to, <laughs> yeah. how to, um, well, like you said, how to be a band leader. And there, there, it really is a different skill set, right? Oh, than yeah. just being a front man. Yeah. Well, I, I was more ambitious in my years and, uh, you know, I wish I could find me a, a 19 year old Selwyn to do all the work <laughs> that I did for that pay. Uh, but uh -huh. I really wanted this job, and I still really want this job. And, and every day I'm, I'm working for it and, and uh, for, uh, about it. And, uh, yeah, I, I did all the driving a lot of times. Uh, I did, uh, you know, all of the guitar taking for, for two sets of guitars for all of his stuff, all of my stuff, all the tuning, all the lugging, all the luggage and, and equipment. And, uh, 
you know, he, he had me right by his side getting paid and stuff. I wasn't shooed away or anything. I was I was there for the full ride, and I'm glad that I was able to, uh, you know, ride someone's coattails, especially at that early of an age. And, uh, yeah, man, it, it's definitely uh, definitely helped me. <laughs> so when you, were, when you were in that role on the road, uh, like you said, internationally touring, what, like U.S. and Canada? And yeah, well, did you go to Europe or anything like that at that um, point? I was supposed to. Something fell off with the, one of the promoters for the tour, but I, I was slated to go on a European tour with it, but it didn't happen. I had to wait, uh, you know, some years after with my band. So, you know, it just gave me all that much more motivation. We've performed in 19 countries at this point now. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. So when you're, you know, we were talking before the show and you were, kind of saying that you know your your lifestyle backstage isn't necessarily what a lot of people think of when they they think of like the rock and roll lifestyle no, right? not since i quit drinking <laughs> <laughs> yeah well good for you man that's awesome yeah man. i mean you know i i did the same thing i quit about four years ago yeah. and uh yeah it definitely has a significant impact on how exciting <laughs> your life backstage can be that's yep, for sure yep. so I mean, did that, your backstage life, I mean, you don't have to go into details, but did that play a role in why you quit drinking? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a lot of fun until it wasn't. And then, uh, you know, you know, a lot of people can drink. I can't, man. I know I can do anything in the world, but, uh, you know, it's uh, one of those things, man, I start to get the best of you. So it's like, man, it it really, it didn't uh, bother me when it was affected my family life and my relationships it was when it started affecting my music yeah <laughs> I said, man, yeah no, that's gotta go <laughs> and you know some people might think that's like insensitive or whatever but the reality is when you're a musician in in my opinion when you're a musician you're not just a guy who picked up guitar or keys or sax or bass or drums and plays and then sets them down you go home and you are who you are you never really put it down. Yeah, it's always in your head. For sure. You're always running scales or running melodies in your head. You're always thinking of new lyrics. You're always rethinking your last performance or thinking about what you're going to do for your next one. Mm-hmm. It's an identity. Mm-hmm. It's truly an identity. And yeah, that makes perfect sense. The second that something comes along that says, hey, I'm, I'm going to make this identity for you really hard. <laughs> you go, nope, that's gone. Yep. No, thank you. Indeed, so did that make stopping drinking easier yeah i mean in that it, sense it's, it's it is what it is but uh yeah it, it sure. definitely motivates you yeah i'm glad to be back out and and uh you know it, it definitely makes touring a lot easier when you're not hung over especially when we're touring like we have for this album you know we started off with our album release show for exorcist on june 9th of this year uh we had over 500 of our fans over at skipper smokehouse at the last show so i'm hoping to see several more <laughs> Hopefully tonight at Skipper's Smokehouse. One or two, probably. Yeah I, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Uh, but we did a five-week tour after that, and uh, you know we had twenty, what was it like, twenty-eight shows or something in thirty-one days or something like that. Oh um, wow! And it it was grueling, man. Yeah. And the the hardest part was off the top. I think our first show was in Nebraska, and then we were driving eight hours a day or something, and performing for about eight days and. Uh, but yeah, it, that would definitely be harder when you're uh, inebriated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it, it was all worth it because uh, our album actually spent ten weeks at the top nine of the Billboard Blues chart after that tour. 
Um, and that was just a testament to the people coming out to the shows and picking up the album. And, uh, you know, it's not too bad for the, the, the weird Afro barefoot blues guy from Florida, man. And, uh, the Florida know, man himself, we yeah. represent the home team everywhere we go, man. <laughs> so that is something I've noticed a lot. Like, I follow your social media and everything, too. And a lot of musicians, there's plenty of musicians that are, that are from here, plenty of artists that are from here. That are, and by here, I mean Florida mm-hmm. at large. Gainesville, uh, you know, Miami. They don't always talk about it. <laughs> that they're from here. It's almost like, uh, you know, Florida, especially these days, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> is, is like, uh, you know, the redheaded stepchild of, uh, the, of, of the Americas here in the sense that we just do so much crazy stuff down here. We have so many crazy headlines. We have crazier headlines than just about anywhere else in the country, I think, that <laughs> Probably. somehow make it to national news. I'll, I'll bring up a couple of those here in a minute. Actually, Actually, this is a good time. Let's might as well do this now. <laughs> so uh, before you came on, I know Florida Man, you're all wearing the Florida Man shirt. I know Florida Man is the thing. I decided, I was like, you know what? Uh, just for fun, let's just see if there's any interesting Florida Man stories that have come out in the past like 48 hours, yeah. 72 hours. What, what's and he, wouldn't you know what's it? What's he up to? <laughs> <laughs> there just happened to be a whole bunch of Florida Man stories that came out. So I thought I'd share some of these with you guys just so... Uh, so the audience uh, out there can enjoy some of these as well. Uh, and if you if you guys have any good Florida man stories uh, at home, if you guys have any Florida man stories, feel free to send me an email, ken at wmnf.org. Send me an email, let me know your Florida man story. Uh, this one, I'm just going to read the headlines. We won't go into all the details here because who's got the time? But, uh, the first one, Florida man arrested for torching car belonging to his cousin who's also his girlfriend. <laughs> yep. So that's uh, that's a... That's a good one. Florida man was arrested Wednesday for arson after he allegedly torched a car belonging to his girlfriend and cousin who are one and the same. Uh, so that's one. Uh, let's see. We have another one here. Drunk Florida man arrested for punching window because he was mad at his woman. So that's not a whole lot different. He just didn't... Uh, he didn't have a lighter. That's uh, That's good news. Uh, oh, this one's classic. Florida man stole an excavator and drove it through a Walmart wall. Yeah. <laughs> stole an excavator. If you don't know what an excavator is, it's that thing with the great big arm, you know, with the big claw on the end. Yeah, we did yeah. that in college, right? You stole an excavator? No. Oh, Huff says don't tell me. Oh. <laughs> Allegedly? Allegedly. Allegedly. You can't just, prove anything. I'm sure there's a statute of limitations on stolen excavators. You know, you're fine, I'm sure. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I have an uncle who who stole a. Uh, that was a good catch, by the way. Very nice, you know, line drive. Um, I had an uncle who stole a uh, um, allegedly stole a fire engine, and then not long after that, stole a steamroller and didn't know how to drive a steamroller. So he just drove it into a creek and grabbed onto a tree branch to get off of it. Sure. And then the cops found him hanging from the tree branch. Yeah. Yeah. What? You know. Because what are you going to do once you're up there? It's yeah. like, I'm not running. Uh, okay, so I have, a, I have another one. This one's good news. This one's a not-so-weird one. Uh, Florida man scores $5 million top prize from a $20 Publix scratch-off ticket. It's pretty cool. You can buy a lot of mess with that. Uh, so, And then the, finally, this one actually made national news. This was huge. Uh, about a week and a half ago, Florida man arrested after trying to cross the Atlantic in a hamster wheel vessel. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, right? He built this thing from scratch, 
And it is exactly what you'd think of for the listeners at home. Yeah. It is literally like a cage, and it's got inflatable, uh, well, inflatables all around its rims. And it's a, it's just tall enough that like you could maybe like crouch down standing in it and like crawl across yeah. the Atlantic. What like? I, I, I mean, why do you get arrested for that though? You aren't allowed to do that. This is my <laughs> big question. Yeah, was, what about that is I illegal? This was America. I don't understand. Yeah, I thought this was America. God <laughs> darn it! If I, then you get out there. If I want to make a giant world. human-sized hamster wheel and go across the <laughs> Atlantic, I should be allowed to. Yeah. It's my God-given right. There should be a new amendment. All hamster <laughs> wheels are legal if they're human-sized. There you go. That's good. So, um, yeah, so we're coming up on it here real quick. Um, so I think we'll have, we have enough time for maybe one more song. All right. And then we'll wrap up the show, and then we'll take the show out with one last song after that. Is that okay? That's Is that good, good with everybody? What's this one called? I'm going to give it to you, man. This one's called Florida Man. Yeah. Here we go.
Showcase Selwyn Birchwood with music off of his album Exorcist right here. This is a uh, it's a great album cover too. It's yeah. nice looking. Pick it up wherever you can. Uh, Selwyn Birchwood, his uh, music he's playing at Skippers tonight. Correct? Indeed. Did I say that right? Tonight, eight o'clock. Skippers Smokehouse. Selwyn Birchwood band in person. I hope to see every single one of you out there. <laughs> That's right. SelwynBirchwood.com for the album and for tickets for tonight's show. Excellent, uh, excellent, 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 excellent. Um, as with uh, every episode of the show, we have a huge crew of people that work behind the scenes to make sure that it sounds and looks as good as it does. Sound mixer Pamela Robinson today. Our audio assistant was Mark Perfetti, video director Ed Lehman, camera ops Charles Holsopel and Corey Beltran, and our photographer today is also Corey Beltran. I'm your host, Ken Apperson. Uh, before we go, before we uh, we get the heck out of here, uh, do you have any words of wisdom for any aspiring blues guitarists out there? For any kids that were just like you once were, <laughs> trying to get through the pentatonic scales and figure their way through their guitar? I, I don't know, man. I, I, what I find is that people think that because they can play guitar well that uh, they're owed something. And I, I just tell them, man, be ready to work. You know, if, if you aren't wanting to work for it, it's not just going to come to you. I'm I'm signed to the biggest blues label in the world at this point, and Alligator Records. I've I've got one of the uh, I, I'll say the best booking agent for blues music uh, behind me now. Uh, we've won two blues music awards. We've been all over the U.S., North America, uh, all over Europe. Um, you know, we we've got this is our second album that has reached number one on the Billboard Blues chart. This, this one has been up there for 10 weeks. Um, and I'm not just bragging, I'm saying this for a reason, is that we've got all that going on. Every day I have to wake up and work. Every day I have to wake up and want it. And uh, you know, that's, that's the way it goes. This, playing guitar is about 2% of what you're gonna do in this job. So, uh, you know, you that's better be it. ready to work for it if you want it, man, because someone else will. Thank you so much for saying that, because <laughs> you and I both know, I'm a guitarist too, yeah. so I can say this, uh, there is an ego that often comes along with playing guitar, and oh, yeah. the work doesn't end when you yeah. hit the next level. If, if you aren't willing to work for it, someone else will be, and you can stay at home and complain on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and they will too. <laughs> they absolutely will. All right, man. Uh, would you mind taking us out with one more song? Sure, man. She's got horns below her halo. And don't forget to stick around for Reverend Billy and the Rhythm Revival coming up right after live music showcase here on WMF.
WMNF Tampa. 